Our scripture for this morning comes from the Gospel according to John, chapter 20, verses 19 through 31. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written about in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight. For you, O God, are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our gospel text for this morning begins with Jesus' closest friends gathered together in a locked room. The disciples are hiding out. They're still suffering from watching Jesus their friend and their teacher, be arrested and tortured and executed. It's hard to watch the people you love suffer. Feel with me for just a moment the disciples' helplessness and horror. Imagine the pictures they could not get out of their heads. That, that feeling that there's nothing you can do. There's no work. You're forced into Sabbath, suspended in stillness between what was and what will be. Their world would have completely collapsed around them. All their hopes and dreams crushed. They would have felt hollow and fragile. They would have kept thinking back to where everything went wrong. And they're hiding out together because they're not only grieving terrified of being without Jesus, they're also worried that they're next. In the midst of their grief and fear, they hear these rumors of resurrection from Mary and Peter and the disciple Jesus loved. 
The group has heard of Jesus' body no longer being in the tomb, but how can they be sure it meant resurrection? At the cross and from a distance, they heard Jesus cry out. They saw Jesus breathe his last. And even before his death, when Jesus spoke of his resurrection, the disciples didn't really have a concept of what Jesus was talking about. Imagine if you had never seen or even heard of a horse before, and then a horse walked through the sanctuary right now. You would say, wow, that's the biggest dog I've ever seen. It was like that for the disciples. They just had no way of understanding what Jesus meant when he said he would be resurrected. This story of Jesus' appearance to Thomas has no parallels in the other Gospels. Throughout the Gospel of John, the author shows that there is faith based on signs and there is faith that needs none. There is faith that is weak and faith that is strong, shallow and deep growing, and faltering. In this gospel, faith is not a decision made once, but a decision made anew in every situation. Faith does not come full-grown in one dramatic experience. For some, faith is as gentle as a child on their grandmother's lap, but for others, it's a continual wrestling with doubt. The beloved disciple believed with no evidence but an empty tomb. Mary Magdalene believed because she heard her name spoken. The ten disciples believed because they saw the Lord. But for Thomas, who was not with them when Jesus appeared to them, faith could only be sure with that physical contact with Jesus. Let's not forget the humanity of the disciples. Our own humanity, including our traumas and losses, shape how we see the world. So why wouldn't it shape how the disciples saw and understood their world? Maybe Thomas wasn't just full of doubt, but was protecting his heart. We know what that feels like, because we've all lost someone we love. After that, it's hard to get your hopes up again. Your brain goes into self-preservation. And Jesus' last days were surely traumatic for his friends to witness. When Peter denied and when Thomas doubted, they weren't just having a bad day. They were responding to this horrific murder of Jesus. Faith is hard enough when everything in life is going your way, and it gets much harder when life puts you in a traumatic situation. One of the biggest misconceptions of the Christian faith is that when we become a Christian, we suddenly have all the answers and life gets better. The disciples knew that life was hard, even with Jesus. But Jesus is more than willing to show his own humanity to the disciples, and especially to Thomas. He lets him touch the holes in his hands in his side, and focus on Jesus' response to Thomas. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Thomas may have doubted, stuck in a fog of fear and grief, 
But something happened to transform that grief into boldness. Something happened to transform pain into hope. Something happened to transform disbelief into faith. Jesus reveals himself to be as trustworthy as he has always been. The angel said to Mary, Jesus has risen just as he said. And now Jesus shows the disciples his wounds to show he can be trusted. Jesus is God in the flesh, wounded flesh. He wants to show Thomas, you can put your faith in me. Hope is possible even with scars. Death has been broken. God's spirit has raised Jesus from the dead. And like Thomas, we can put our faith in Jesus. When we do, we discover the reality of Christ present and alive to our own experience. Jesus' offer to show his scars to Thomas produces the most powerful confession of who Jesus is, my Lord and my God. Thomas sees God fully revealed in Jesus. This powerful faith is just as possible for us as it was for the original disciples. Faith is available to people in all times and places, regardless of how close we are to the time and place of Jesus. These disciples are given authority to continue the mission of Jesus' church. And like Herbert McCabe said, the resurrection meant not just that a church was founded, it meant that the world was different. Because of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, we can have a deep relationship with God that is life-giving and world-changing. The world was different. That change started with the resurrection, and that change continues with us. I'm sure we've all looked at the world around us at times and hoped for change. We want our country to change. We want our government leaders to change. We want our church to change. We want our boss to change. We want our partner to change. If you have kids, you may have had a moment where you wanted your kids to change. We want everything to change. Everything that is except us. Cast and Crown singer Mark Hall writes about touring large churches throughout America. He sees lots of ministries and hears a lot of opinions. He worries today's Christians are becoming more like consumers than disciples. He often sees people shopping for the right church for them, where the music is faster, the people are friendlier or the mission ministry has a bigger budget. In all of that chatter, what Mark hears is, let's find a church that we need. Instead of hearing, let's be the church that everyone else needs. While more people search out churches that have all they want, fewer people make the church what it's supposed to be. We want to go find a church instead of being the church. But we must be the church God intended. It has to start with each individual. We have this beautiful opportunity to be the Christians we want the world to know. 
We have this opportunity to change the world, starting right here in Moore County, all because of what Jesus did so long ago. We have the opportunity to make our own proclamation, my Lord and my God. Jesus tasks us with changing the world, but we don't do it alone. He leads the way. Jesus is sheer beauty, generosity, loving and loyal always and ever. He is trustworthy. He is who we have faith in. It takes courage to witness to the risen Christ in the face of doubt. Easter faith requires witnessing, celebration, and the grace of Jesus who doesn't hesitate to show us who he is. Like the first disciples, we are called to bring this good news to the world. Our witness is in word and in deed, in time and in treasure. And we are called to give thanks in all things, for God is good. Christ our Lord is risen from the dead. He comes to enter into the darkness of our despair and our doubt with the bright light of his presence. He comes so that we may put our trust in him and in the power of his resurrection, so that we may rejoice in our Savior. He comes so that we may witness to all who are anxious, afraid, weary, sick, and suffering. God gives us the breath of life, eyes to see, insight to believe, courage to witness. This story of Thomas is not one of judgment and rebuke. In this story of Thomas, I see promise and hope that the grace of God is available to all people. All people can experience the grace of God in Jesus. May the Holy Spirit help us witness to the life and death and resurrection of Jesus so that those who have not yet seen may come to believe in him who was and is and is to come. Let us pray. God, we give you thanks for your son, Jesus. We give you thanks for his willingness to show himself to Thomas. We pray that we would continue to be your Easter people who witness to our crucified and risen Lord, not because we have faith in any one church or any one pastor, but that our faith is in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.